you've seen Eric Devendorf on the basketball court, knocking down shots, talking trash, motivating his teammates, and annoying his opponents. But over the last several years, the Syracuse community has gotten to know Devendorf off the court, organizing winter coat drives, hosting free basketball clinics, and just this past week delivering hundreds of Thanksgiving dinners to families in need. You know, when you're able to give something to people that a lot of us take for granted, um, you know, it's special, man. It's I think that's really what, you know, it's all about. That's what life's all about, being able to help one another. Hi, I'm Chris Velarde, Director of Digital Engagement and Communications in the Office of Alumni Engagement, 1995 Syracuse grad. I think you're going to enjoy this Q's conversation with Eric Devendorf. You'll find out what made a kid from Michigan ultimately choose orange over Spartan green, hear about some of his most memorable moments on the court, and learn why he's so proud to be a valuable member of both the Orange family and the greater Syracuse community. You have really embraced the Syracuse community as a whole. Um, what drives you to give back as much as you do? Um, I think, first of all, um, I just enjoy giving back to people. Um, I enjoy helping out. Um, you know, when I was younger, when I was growing up, I had a lot of people doing that for me. Um, you know, when I made mistakes, um, people were there to support me and, and kind of help me through that. So, um, and, and then also uh, being at Syracuse, um, all the love and support the community has given me throughout the years, through, through the ups and downs, they've always been there for me. Um, so it's really the least I can do um, to be able to give back to a community that has done so much for me. Um, and, it, and it brings me a lot of joy, man, to be able to um, you know, see the faces of these people, um, you know, when they're being helped, whether it be a, you know, Thanksgiving dinner or a coat drive or a free basketball clinic, uh, and especially the kids, man, um, because, you know, we don't want to see children who out here who, who are suffering just from something as simple as a, uh, you know, missing out on some meals or not having any shoes. So, um, you know, when you're able to give something to people that a lot of us take for granted, um, you know, it's special, man. It's, I think that's really what, you know, it's all about. That's what life's all about, being able to help one another. You know, it's interesting because your experience, obviously, as an athlete um, was beyond just the campus. A lot of people come to Syracuse. They get their four years on campus. They enjoy it. It means a lot to them. They want to give back to the university, but they don't get to know the community like you got a chance to know as a student athlete and then later on the staff um, as well. So it's, it's kind of a different relationship in terms of getting to know the broader Syracuse community. Yeah, well, I, I was fortunate enough to when, um, you know, when I was going to school here at Syracuse, uh, I had a lot of close friends that are from the community. Um, you know, right when I got here my freshman year, um, yep. one of my real good friends to this day, uh, Ryan Green, um, he's from the Syracuse community. Actually, his brother is Tyvon Branch, who who played in uh, played in the NFL with the Chiefs and in Raiders, and um, he's a Syracuse native. And he always did a lot of um, you know giving back events, whether it just be and, and it's not promoted. He didn't promote it. He just you know um, went to a lot of people's families who he knew needed help, and you know whether it be shoes, coats, dinners, whatever it was. And um, you know after seeing that. Uh, it was, you know, through the years and it was just like, man, I want to be able to help. So he, he really kind of, um, you know, inspired me um, at a young age from the beginning, even though I wasn't really involved in it as much. Um, <clears throat> but when I was able to kind of come back from coming overseas and 
um, seeing that he was still doing those things, uh, it, it really made me want to do it. And I was actually just talking to him yesterday about it. Uh, he now lives in Charlotte, but I told him, I said, man, you know, all the stuff that you've done um, when I was playing basketball here at Q's, uh, it inspired me to be able to give back. And, and obviously there's other people who, um, you know, had their hand in it to, um, to inspire me as well. But he was kind of one of the big uh, key guys that really um, helped me get involved in the Syracuse community. Like you said, not just being up on the hill, but, right. you know, being in the community where these people are, you know, have been living their whole lives. Yeah, paying it forward too. So you, you've got the Thanksgiving drive. You just delivered meals to hundreds of families in the Syracuse area. Um, you traditionally have done winter coat drives. I know you did a backpack drive. Um, when, when you reach out to people in the community and say, hey, I, I want to do this, what kind of support uh, do you get? Oh, tons. I mean, it, you know, um, we can go back to when, you know, when I was on staff and I just started, you know, putting it out there. Hey, can we have donations for coats? I mean, I was getting three, 400 coats donated to, I, I remember outside of the Mellow Center and I'd have to put them in inside of the locker room. And it was like a corner where there was like 400 coats and guys were like, what's going on? And, uh, but man, the Syracuse community um, has been nothing but supportive to, to me um, in, in the efforts that I've been trying to do. And, um, you know, whether it be people reaching out, asking, can they volunteer to help, um, you know, to give dinners, to, to come in and hand them out, whatever it may be, um, you know, and, and without that, I think none of this could be possible. You know, it's not, it's not me doing it. It's, it's me putting it out there and, um, you know, getting the community to rally around and, uh, you know, do this for people who, who really need it. And um, it just goes to show what type of community that we live in, um, where the people really want to support a great cause. And, uh, you know, I'm here for it, man. And I'm just going to try to continue to uh, continue to do as much as I can. Yeah, there's something about this community that people, um, you know, they come here for, for four years to go to go to college. But man, it just it, um, it can make you want to come back. It can make you stick around. I mean, I'm a guy who came back after many years away. Um, you know, you look at, at, at uh, Coach Beheim and his staff. And I mean, people kind of they gravitate to this community for, uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, and, and certainly that kind of feel is one of them. One of the other ways that you've given back um, in certainly over the last several months is these videos you've, you've done and these kind of, you know, 40 second coaching clinics essentially on social media. Um, tell me how that all started. Well, it really started, um, I think, with me uh, annoying my kids and my fiance and, and and she was like, yeah, you need to get out of the house and um, start dribbling the ball. and, and Take a and ball, a take a ball and get outside. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and, and she, you know, gave me the idea, you should just video yourself and put it out there. And um, that's what I started doing. And it was really just um, stuff I was doing as a kid, you know, dribbling drills, footwork drills. And, um, and then when I put it out there again, the Syracuse community um, came behind me 100% and um, and then it kind of just went and took on a life of its own, you know, spreading out throughout the country. And I was getting coaches hitting me from Texas, Pennsylvania, Hawaii. It was crazy. And, um, and, and during this time, um, you know, especially in the beginning when uh, we, were, we were on lockdown and, um, you know, kids were trying to figure out what to do. Parents were trying to figure out what to do with their kids. And, um, you know, I was getting messages from their parents saying, you know, these drills really are helping out my kids getting outside and, and just giving them something to do during this time. And, um, put their energy towards something. So 
um, yeah, man, it was it was just something again that I wanted to help out, and um, obviously I loved it. I love basketball, and um, you know what better better way to try to help out you know through the game of basketball. Man, Coach uh, Beheim has called you a, a great teacher. He says you have this way to to connect with people and, and teach things that can be difficult you know, skills to teach. And, and that's something you hear that a lot, you know, people can, can maybe do it, but they can't teach it. But, you know, the, the ability to translate that into teaching, um, is this something you want to keep doing? I mean, is co I know you've been on staffs, you were out at Detroit Mercy. Um, is coaching something that you see in your future? Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely love to, you know, get back into it. If the opportunity comes about, um, I'll definitely look at it and um, you know, see what, see what happens. But, you know, right now I'm just enjoying, um, you know, doing what I'm doing, giving back to the community. And, um, you know, I have my own business ED two, three hoops and, um, which we're doing the same thing, you know, training kids and coaching kids. And, you know, obviously right now it's, it's a little bit slower with, uh, with the situation going on, but I just wanted to continue to give back, man. And, and, um, you know, try to pay it forward, like you said, and, um, you know, hopefully can, you know, touch as many lives as we can. And, and then, once they feel that and now the whole object of it is for them to do it for somebody else, you know, it's, yeah. it's me trying to, uh, you know, inspire somebody to do it. And then when they feel it, they want to do it for somebody else. And, and then the trickle down effect happens, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, just trying to spread that. And, and, um, yeah, if, if a coaching opportunity comes up, I, I'll definitely look at it and, uh, and see what happens. But now, you know, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And one of the things you're doing now too is this uh, this new podcast, the Scores Table. How did uh, how did that opportunity come about? Yeah, crazy man. I guess uh, I was talking to somebody the other day. It's just when you're doing, you're trying to do good things for people. Other opportunities show up. You know, what I mean, it's just it's just how it works. You know, and um, it just so happened that Jeff Goodman and Rob Douster, who are you know big time college basketball writers and analysts, they they reached out to me and and. Um, they're, they're starting a network field of 68 um, and they're getting a whole bunch of people um, from around the country, old, old guys who used to play Kansas, Syracuse, Indiana. Um, and they're getting everyone having their own podcast and they reached out to me and they wanted me to do the Syracuse, uh, the Syracuse uh, version of it. And it's been great. You know, I've had three guests and uh, three guests. You can't really beat the three guests that I had uh, <laughs> coach, coach Bayheim, coach hop. And then, uh, and then GMAC coach McNamara. So, um, we, we've had a pretty good, uh, pretty good first three shows and we're just going to keep it rolling. What, what is that like? I mean, I would say that it's kind of like being on the other side, you know, asking the questions when, when you've been the one used to answering the questions, but at the same time, I mean, coach Bayheim, GMAC and, and coach hop, these are guys, you know, so was yeah. it just like two guys having a conversation about basketball and, and, uh, and, and old times? Yeah, I mean, they made it easy for me. You know what I mean? I, you know, I come up with some questions and I have a little sheet where it kind of guides me through the, through the podcast, but good I prep. Mean, I can, good. I, I yeah. can, I, I'll, I'll give you credit for that. It's good crap. Good prep. Yeah. I'm a, see, I'm a, I'm a guy who always wants to be prepared. I don't want to go into something, um, not knowing I'm ready. So, you know, regardless if they're like, oh, you don't need a sheet, I'm going to do it anyway, just because yep. I want to make, make sure I'm, I'm ready to go. But I mean, they made it easy for me. I, I could ask the you know, 10, 15 second question. And then they'll talk about it for, you know, five to 10 minutes. So uh, <laughs> they make it pretty easy for me, but um, yeah, it was, at first it was like, it was, it's new for me because I haven't been doing it. Like you said, I've, I've usually been the one answering the questions. Um, but once I started to get a hang of it, um, it, it is just like a conversation with your friends. And, and when you know the people, 
um, you know, it makes it that much easier. Um, but when you have somebody on that you may not know as well, um, I think you got to do your prep a little bit more and, and try to get more in depth so um, you can get more out of them. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. It's, uh, you know, you, you, you grow as you do those types of, of new things. And, uh, and it's, it's good to start in a place where it's comfortable, right? And then you can kind of challenge yourself a little bit and branch out to some guests who maybe you don't have a relationship with. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the thing. You, you want to be able to get outside of your comfort zone because um, that's where the growth happens. Yeah, no doubt. So the scores table, obvious um, reference to a certain uh, Big East tournament game. Um, when you when you look back at your career here at Syracuse, um, that's got to be, I mean, that game, you know, for anybody who who played it, certainly, but anyone who watched it is one that they will never forget. What are some other big highlights from from your time for you personally? Maybe not ones that that fans may think were, you know, as big moments as, as you personally experienced them. Um, well, obviously that that's number one for sure. Um, and then I was talking to GMAC the other day about it. The probably the second one that really sticks out of my mind is my freshman year, um, the 2006 uh, Big East tourney run where we won four games in four days, and uh, it was Cincinnati, uh, UConn, Georgetown, and then and then we beat Pittsburgh in the championship. And obviously that was the um, unbelievable run that GMAC had in those four games and. Um, but that that really sticks out, and, and there's there's a lot of a lot of moments. But probably the six OT and then that 06 run was uh, unbelievable, man. Those those two are going to be etched in my memory forever. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just fortunate to be able to be a part of such a unbelievable Syracuse basketball family. And you know, we're we're pretty fortunate because you know not a lot of universities um, can say they've had the same coach for. <laughs> you know, 47 years, it really yeah. none to, to, to be honest. And um, that's, that's cool because we all have that commonality, right? And, you know, I could talk to Roosevelt Bowie, who, who was the first, you know, Jim Beheim recruit. And it's like, we've known each other for, you know, 20 years. So um, Syracuse is special when it comes to that, man. It's, it's, it's not a lot of universities that have that, that family bond. Yeah, that continuity is, um, is pretty remarkable and not something that, uh, you, you know, you really expect to ever see anywhere. Um, I actually talked with, uh, I've got a podcast with, uh, with Dave Bing, who was roommates with, <laughs> with Coach Bayham and, and a Detroit, you know, obviously not originally from Detroit, but a Detroit guy who made uh, kind of his name in Detroit. And, and he yeah. talked about the same thing, that family. And so, you know, you think about that connection, somebody graduated in 66, right, to somebody who's going to graduate in 2024. And, and that Bayheim is, is going to bond there, all of them. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, you mentioned Dave, um, you know, the first time I met Dave, it was, again, it was like, I've known him for 15, 20 years. I mean, he knew exactly who I was right when he met me. And, and obviously I knew who he was being a, uh, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, but it's special, man. That's not there a lot. And, you know, it makes you feel special, you know, yeah. to, to have a guy like Dave Bing or, or Derek Coleman or John Walsh, whoever it may be, and, you know, come to you and treat you like family when, and you're like, dang, I wouldn't, I didn't even know who he knew who I was, you know? So <laughs> it definitely makes you feel special and it makes you feel, um, you know, like, you know, like no other university can make you feel, you know, Syracuse is, is one of a kind, no question. Yeah. And, and, you know, we certainly see it and had a chance, not obviously not this past summer, but the summer before to see Bayheim's army and the crowd oh. that came to see that I described it as kind of like Comic-Con for Syracuse basketball fans. You know, it's just chance to, to meet some of the, the, the players who they watched. And uh, that must be pretty special to be a part of um, each summer as well. 
Yeah, well, I mean, even for me, you know, um, I'm playing with with guys in the summer who I watched growing up. You know, we talk about, you know, Hakeem work and yeah. um, and obviously I played with some guys with Dean Nick and, um, and and Terrence and then and then the younger guys, you know, Chris, Joe, CJ, we can you know, we can name a few more. But um, it's special, man. And, and it's kind of, you know, for those those two weeks. Um, those are the best two weeks of the summer for me, you know, just yeah. getting back with the guys, sharing all your Syracuse stories. And then, you know, when we were able to come back and practice in the mellow, you know, coach is always there watching us. So, um, and, and I know he loves it, man. It brings back a lot of memories for him. And um, I know it makes him feel good knowing that, you know, all his former guys love to come back and, and still love to be a part of the program. Like we talked about before, not a lot of guys are going back to their, to their former colleges and, and hanging out, but uh, Syracuse is, is different. Yeah, no, there's there's no doubt about it. And, and it, you know, crosses, you know, whatever you did at Syracuse, I think, you know, there are alumni obviously who, who are connected to a different school or college or did something else when they were on campus, but it is something that stays with you uh, more than just the four years you're there. And, and to be able to use that word family um, that, that you use a lot. What, what brought you to the Hill in the first place? Well, actually, uh, I told the story a few times. Um, I was committed to Michigan State at first. So um, I'm originally from Michigan, Bay City, Michigan. Um, and I committed to Michigan State my sophomore year. Um, and then actually, it was 2003, the national championship year. Syracuse came to play Michigan State in the Breslin Center. And I was at the game. Um, and I remember being at the game and, and just seeing the pace and how they played and watching GMAC and Mello and and hack and, and JP and, and watching those guys get up and down and, and the freedom that they had to play. Um, it really suit my game, you know? And so I remember after the game telling my, uh, telling my AAU coach that, you know what, I think we might have to decommit and, and see what's going on with Syracuse. And, um, you know, I, I decommitted. I remember calling coach Izzo and saying I was going to open up my recruitment. Um, and I think it was maybe the next week uh, we had practice in Detroit I'm an AAU practice and coach Bayheim and, and uh, coach Weave at the time was the assistant. Yeah. They, they flew down and, and watched me practice. And after practice, I remember talking to them and, and they offered me a scholarship right on the spot. So uh -huh. um, that's really how it happened, man. This, and, and if I never would have went to the game, I probably would have been, uh, you know, a Michigan state Spartan, but I'm glad I went to the game and, and, <laughs> and um, you know, I'm glad that um, we reached out to Syracuse and, and we made it happen. So, yeah. It's, it's amazing, right? Like a little thing, not, not a little thing, but, but a thing like going to a game, seeing a team in person and saying, wait a second, I can see myself out there. I can see myself in orange instead of green, um, especially yeah. for, for a kid from Michigan, right? I mean, for a kid who, who is based in kind of Michigan state territory, uh, that's, it's gotta be uh, a big decision to be able to, to look at that team and say, yeah, I think I belong there and not, and not where I originally thought I was going to be. Yeah, it was, it was, especially, you know, I was 16. So right. um, it was, it was hard even just calling coach Izzo, you know, and telling him, Hey coach, I think I'm going to, you know, decommit. Yeah, obviously he wasn't happy. Um, and, and then, and at that time, you know, if you were one of the top players in Michigan, you either went to Michigan state or Michigan, right. you know, it wasn't a lot, uh, a lot of guys going out of state. Um, so yeah, it, it was tough, but it was right for me. It was the right fit for me. It, it felt comfortable. And actually that, the year before I went there, I was going out of state to high school at Oak Hill. And it just so happened that, you know, we have a connection there, Syracuse, Billy Eland, Deshaun Wright. So um, Syracuse had a lot of guys, you know, come from there. So 
um, yeah, man, it was just, it was just a good fit for me. And, um, I'm glad I did it. Everything we, worked out. We've stolen a few, uh, a few Michigan guys, uh, yeah. big, a big 44 comes to mind as one. Exactly. Exactly. And Dave Bing, Dave Bing may have had a little something to do with that one too. So, yeah, yes. uh, no, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty cool to, you know, to, to see that. And I think, you know, as an alum and, and as a fan of the program to see that consistency and continuity is, is a, is a big deal. Um, when, when you think kind of big picture and, and you've talked about this a little bit, obviously, but um, big picture, what does it mean to you to be orange, not just part of the basketball family, but, but part of the university and, and part of the community? Um, it means a lot. I mean, it's special, it's special when, um, you know, you're able to be a part of such a, um, successful family, so to speak, you know, with, you know, we could, the tradition, you know, speaks for itself. Um, not, not only sports, but, um, you know, communications, you know, if, when you think of Syracuse besides basketball, you, you think of Mike Tirico and Bob Costas, um, guys like that. I mean, it's, and it's so many names that you could name just. That, that's why I came. <laughs> that's why I that's, went to Syracuse. <laughs> there you go. And it's, I mean, it's so many um, big time media um, people that came out of Syracuse and who are, are doing successful and people you wouldn't even know, <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that are from Syracuse. And if they didn't go to Syracuse for undergrad, they came for, um, you know, for graduate school and in, in, in the new house. So um, it, it means a lot, man, to be a part of such a prestigious um, private university, one of the top in the in the country, um, and then to be able to go out and um, represent that in a positive way. Um, it, it means a lot, you know, so um, I'm thankful for for Syracuse University and, and thankful for the community um, and, and all the support that they give me. And there's no doubt that. Um... You know they're thankful for you and and on this Thanksgiving week to kind of go back to where we started with the Thanksgiving meals for for families around here, um, you know there, there's there's a lot to be thankful for and it it is important I think to to share those stories and tell those stories. Um, it, it, world's been tough in 2020, so it's nice to to end on a on a positive note and, and have some some positive things to talk about. Absolutely, man. Just you know, like you said, everyone's you know, dealing with a lot right now and everyone's situation is different. So if we can just try to, you know, sh shed some positive light, however we can, you know, handing out meals or, you know, just giving somebody a compliment, you know, it, it goes, you know, a long way more than you would know. And, and I've really learned that, you know, throughout the years that a little bit goes a long way. Um, so we're just going to try to continue to be as positive as we can and, and help out as many people as we can. And, um, and hopefully everything uh, gets better. We've got links to Eric's website and his Scores Table podcast in the description to this podcast. It was great catching up with him. And as Eric mentioned, it's really special to see the way the Syracuse community consistently responds so well to his efforts to give back to families in need. We hope you're enjoying the Cuse Conversations podcast. We've been posting one or two new episodes a week. There are just so many great stories to share. Please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. I'm Chris Villardi. Stay safe, stay well, and go Orange.